0: Welcome to Playmakers coming to you from the 2020 NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. I'm Haley Elwood and joining me today is ESPN's Wendy Nix. Wendy, how are you? I'm good. A little
1: sleep deprived. (laughs) Welcome to Combine Week, right? Uh, But I'm, I'm I'm really well.
0: It's been a good week. Yeah. What is this week like for you?
1: You know what? It's um, well I commute first of all I commute uh, when I'm at ESPN 2 hours each way so that's oh a four, my gosh. that's 4 hours of my day I get back when I'm on the road. So yeah. it's it's a, it's actually easier for me to be away. <laughs> um, you know it's a great week for us because obviously we do NFL live uh, live from here mm-hmm. and unlike a normal day in the off season we have such great access to coaches and players and you know guys who are willing to stop by and talk. It just makes it a lot more fun, you know, when Instead of talking about Mike McCarthy, you talk to Mike McCarthy yeah. or Matt Nagy or whomever it might be. So it's a busy week, but it's uh, it's well laid out. It's fun. It's a lot of fun, actually.
0: So part of this week is really billed as the ultimate job interview for the players who were here. You've obviously covered combines. You covered the draft as well. How cool is it to see, though, those young guys start out their pro careers here and then go on to have careers in the league?
1: Well, it's interesting because I, I covered college football for so long. So for a while it was watching them even as, like, freshmen yeah. in college. You know, Mark Ingram— We're still good friends because, you know, I covered him all through Alabama. Then he won the Heisman. Now he's gone on to have a great pro career. So now I don't see them as much in college. I get to know them here a little bit. And, look, I think the NFL is great. I don't think we hear enough of the positive stories. You know, I mean, there's bad eggs in every bunch. But there are so many great people. And so it is fun to see the start. I still get a kick out of you know Tom Brady's combine picture and yeah. <laughs> you know how that started and you think that was 20 years ago and what he's become. It's just and and somebody look that that will be somebody again. Yeah. I, you know I don't know when maybe not Tom Brady but there'll be a story like that. And so
0: you don't you don't know who, which mm-hmm. is really cool as you get to know people. So we are here obviously. The draft is in a couple months. It's really the off-season, but it never stops.
1: No, it really never stops. For me, like after the Super Bowl, you think you're, you're like, okay, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I can breathe. Uh, but it's almost busier between yeah. the combine and getting ready for the draft because uh, because the, the draft airs on ESPN. We have so much programming geared up until the draft. Mm-hmm. After that, it slows down. But, no, it, people cannot get enough of this right. stuff, and which is a good problem, obviously, and the draft. But it, it uh, people ask me um, who don't follow the NFL as closely, what do you do – you know, what? do you work during the off-season? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. What does it become? It's a Monday through Friday show, uh-huh. and it goes year-round. And, you know, clearly there's those days in June and July that slow down, and we take time, but it, it doesn't stop.
0: What is it, though, about the NFL that makes it so captivating that it's turned into just a year-round storyline sport?
1: Look, I, you know, my dad's a football coach, or was before he retired, and mm-hmm. I grew up with football. I, I love it. I mean, I really do. And that is one thing that hasn't changed after 20-plus years of doing this. I think – my views on a lot of things and my, you know, sometimes you don't want to be on TV and sometimes yeah. you don't feel like writing. And, but the one constant has been how much I appreciate the NFL. I think it's a great game. I think it's intriguing. I do. It's cheesy, but I think it's the ultimate reality show. And I think people, you know, I, I still believe it has a pivotal place mm-hmm. um, in our culture and it brings a lot to a lot of people.
0: What is it like working the draft?
1: Chaos, 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 scout.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like the the
1: draft, I don't know, the draft's even busier than the combine, I think, because the combine is scheduled, you know, and you know when workouts are, you know Mm -hmm. where meetings are. The draft, especially once you're on the clock, I mean, you you can do every mock draft. You could do one every day between now and the draft. And it's never going to be that. And it doesn't really matter, (laughs) right? So once that first pick is made, it's it's all bets are off. So it's um, a lot, I think... In a lot of ways, a lot more preparation goes into it because you have to prepare for so many different scenarios. But again, when we go there for NFL Live, it's fun because you have a live audience and there's an energy. Last year in Nashville was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible, I think, because I couldn't hear anybody, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure it was a good thing. Just because the crowd, especially on, I guess it was Thursday, was so insane Mm -hmm. um, in the best possible way. Which is super cool. Yeah, it's really cool, and again, it's impossible then to not have energy, right? Yeah. You hope you have it anyway, but if for whatever reason you're not feeling it, uh, there's just too much um, sort of peripheral energy and Mm -hmm. excitement not to tap into that. Well,
0: when you look at the combine, it's in prime time. Yeah, I know. We were talking about that driving over. Like, I
1: mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Not to discount what they're doing, but I mean, these are these are you know soon-to-be pros running around in shorts and, right and it will be must-see tv which that alone if you if you think the nfl has waned and there was that time a few years ago when we said oh no ratings are down
0: mm-hmm.
1: no one's watching the nfl and this that and the other thing which i never really believed anyway but if you did then i offer up tonight as exhibit a that it that it's not changing yeah the entire
0: schedule changed this yeah. week to
1: accommodate and people that. will watch yep. and it will be on in bars tonight and it will be on in
0: restaurants and it's it's a sort of mind-boggling. So, in speaking of watching, female viewership for NFL games was up 5% from 18 to 19. Why do you think that is?
1: I, you know, it's interesting. I really don't know, except that I do think um, we're doing a better job of explaining the game. I mean, I understand people not watching if you don't have a clue what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, who wants – I'm trying to think of a sport where I really um, – Field hockey, for example, I, mean, I, I yeah. think it seems like a great sport, but I don't really know the ins and outs of the rules. Like, I don't know that how fascinated I'd be to watch field hockey because I don't understand. Yeah. And even um, European football, out of respect to them, soccer, uh, you know, I didn't grow up with it as much, and I've learned a lot, but it, it, does, it it's harder for me because I have to pay attention mm-hmm. in a different way. And so I think we are teaching more about football, and once you understand it, that whole chess match aspect of it, um, is intriguing. And I think that doesn't have anything to do whether you're a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. So that's one guess, but I, and I, and I love it. I don't know why exactly. Yeah. I hope it continues. Yeah. <laughs> my daughters love football. They're 12 and 10, which is great. Yeah. I mean, my, my oldest played fantasy football for the first time. And I mean, we actually had to take her phone away because she got so <laughs> obsessed and she, she got kicked out of the playoffs at a Travis Kelsey touchdown and she threw her phone. So we had to. We had
0: to we're <laughs> to, like, we're taking that. We have to, to pull that in yeah. just a
1: little bit. But it was crazy.
0: So when you look at ESPN, the network really does a great job of highlighting women across their shows. Obviously, you hosting NFL Live, especially with studio shows. But how special is it to you know be part of a place like that?
1: You know, I've had a, a really good experience there. So I somebody asked me the other day, and I, August will be, it's either 14 or 15 years. Yeah. I've lost track. It's, it went quick. Time flies when you're having Time fun. Time flies. Uh, and, you know, I have, in all honesty, felt supported. I felt like I've been given an additional opportunity when it was warranted. And again, I'm not sure this is um, part of uh, necessarily specific to being a woman, but I think we have really talented people, and I like being a part of that yeah. whole team. I really, I, I think if and when things change, and they always do, that's what I will miss. It's just I, there are people that I really respect doing cool things, and mm-hmm. it's fun to be around. What do you enjoy about hosting uh, NFL What do Live? I enjoy? Uh, the stories. Uh, you know, that's I was a reporter for seven or eight years before I moved into hosting, and I as a kid love to tell stories yeah. and sort of be the eyes and ears for people who couldn't be there. And I still love that. I love, I love the stories. Um, and I, I mean, I like to argue, so I guess I never mind the debate, <laughs> but uh, what I really like is highlighting some of the great stuff that that's going on on and off the field.
0: Mm-hmm. When well, you but. work with so many really cool, a analysts, a lot of former players. But what is it like getting to egos. work? A lot of egos. A lot of egos. <laughs> that's not a lot of debates. Not, let's not leave that out. Yeah. But what's it like getting to work with those guys? Oh, it's like being a babysitter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what it's like. If you does it, who's, who's a babysitter? Yeah. No. It's uh, look. Everybody is different. I will say this, in all seriousness, that mm-hmm. part of the job, in my opinion, is to read people, um, to read what they need to succeed, the way they like to be approached and set up, and and it is different for everybody Mm -hmm. it's different for me than you you know Mm -hmm. it's just a different way to do it with each person and so a lot of a lot of the energy in my day is just sort of figuring out who who's with us what the chemistry is like with that particular group since to your point it's not the same group every day which I think is good but it it does pose different challenges Mm -hmm. um so just kind of reading the group and and where we need to go and how to best get there
0: so a couple of weeks ago, the Chargers announced that Philip Rivers would not be back for the 2020 season. But when you get big news stories like that, how does it affect your day?
1: Depending on the timing, I mean, there are, because right now we're on a little bit earlier, uh, you know, there are days when that happens almost in real time as mm-hmm. we're starting the show. And mm-hmm. so we go into the show with a plan. If something like that happens, it plans out the door. Yeah. It's my favorite days, to be honest, and everybody's different. Some people love that. Some people very much prefer it to be scripted. I My favorite days are when I can throw that thing away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it makes everyone else crazy because I'll just ramble. But, um, you know, it, it changes the day in that uh, there is no plan. Yeah. You know, I will say that it's those days that understanding the subject matter in general mm-hmm. is paramount because... If you don't know the background of Philip Rivers, if you don't understand, you know, how long he's been with the Chargers and what he's done and what his family life is like and, his, you know, all of those things, then talking about it in an instant when you didn't plan to is right. problematic. Sure. So I'm kind of having, you know, you're not going to know everything about every player. I'm not suggesting that, but really kind of
0: having a macro view on, mm-hmm. on the big storylines all the time. Mm-hmm. So then lastly, Wendy, Chargers have the sixth overall pick. Do you have any thoughts on what they should do? do. You
1: know, we we were lucky enough. First of all, let me say a big shout-out to Coach Anthony Lynn. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah,
0: he's great.
1: Uh, I'm lobbying to go to Africa with him. I want to go check out that school. I know, I know. I said I'd leave the cameras at home if he would let me go. Uh, I will say he was relatively convincing talking about his quarterback uh, situation and feeling a bit more confident with it than Mm -hmm. I would have anticipated. So I would have said quarterback before I came out here. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, They're going to have to look long and hard um, because – there will be a lot of talent at, at that six pick, yeah. Clearly, um, and then you got you got teams who may trade up uh, ahead of them for quarterback, so that could leave some real talent out there. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, again, I would have said a, some sort of quarterback situation,
0: but I don't, I don't, I yeah. didn't, I didn't get that sense. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. It's exciting time. It is. It's fun. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for joining me. We will see you in Vegas. Yo, that doesn't that sound funny? Yes, yeah. you will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thank you.